0: This is the last call podcast with Chris Michaels. It's going to be a short one tonight because I had already done over an hour of podcasting earlier this evening and I did an hour podcast the other day, a half an hour podcast yesterday. So I am just on a roll this whole week. So I promise you, promise promise, this is going to be a short one. My voice is shot, I'm tired. I did, so there you go. That's it. That's all you got to know. I'm living a complicated life over here. And uh, that's it. Until somebody pays me money, you're going to get what you get. So uh, we've got a number of stories tonight. They're all disconnected, maybe. And it really is a conglomeration of really oddball stories. So the first one comes out of Arizona. We have to talk about what they call or what is called an adjudicated ballot. So they're finding out in New Hampshire through these forensic audits they're finding out in Arizona and soon to be Michigan and Georgia that an adjudicated ballot is basically a, a, a ballot that has been stolen. So you're finding out what what's going on is what they're calling a fold or a folded ballot is going to start making the news. Now, what is a folded ballot? It's when you – and I think I brought this up a, a couple of times – when you have a mail-in ballot, it's got to be folded up. And when you fold it up, it that fold line, because you're mailing it in, you have to stuff it in an envelope, creates discrepancies. So what does that mean? That means that the voting machine doesn't read the ballot properly. So if it's got a fold, the ballot reading device... Uh, basically says a vote has been cast, but it doesn't tell you where the vote has been cast. It doesn't say if it's Democrat, Republican, write-in, or whatever. So how does that cast vote become a counted vote? What they do is they have somebody that looks at the ballot and says, yes, the vote should go to this person. Or they've got a company like Dominion, their people look at the ballot and say, yes, it goes to Joseph Biden. Now, I don't think we really need to explain the huge issue with what is defined as an adjudicated ballot, because basically most boards of elections are run by Democrats it's just the way it is. it is doesn't matter where you are uh most of them are run by democrats and so what that means is is that when we when we run a ballot through a system through a uh, through a, a dominion voting system like they did on uh in uh november of 2020 they run that ballot through the system and it just says vote cast but you don't know who the vote goes to so you've got a dominion employee You've got some, uh, some lard-butt, mouth-breathing Democrat disguising themselves as a ballot watcher or whatever, or voting uh, – uh, yeah, ballot watcher. Say, oh, oh the, the ballot. Uh, yeah, that, clearly that is meant for Joseph Biden. Now, the issue with that is obviously you've got people that have a bias and they want to have a certain outcome in the election. So basically what we're talking about is cheating. That's all it is, through and through. Now, why is Arizona significant? Arizona was won in quotes by Joseph Biden with only 10,000 votes. Now, this means that Joseph Biden won Arizona by 10,000 votes. Do you know how many adjudicated votes were cast in Arizona on election day? I'll give you No, you don't your time is up. They had 2 Hundred thousand adjudicated votes in Arizona that they know about. So if Biden won by 10,000 and there are 200,000 adjudicated votes, more than likely, Joseph Biden did not win that election in Arizona. What you had was a bunch of people, or like they did in certain areas, they made, they made everybody leave for the evening. They made everybody stop counting the votes at like one in the morning. And then all of a sudden at three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, you had 400,000 votes dumped for Joseph Biden in various counties. Like, gosh, where did that come from? I wonder how many of those votes that just appeared out of nowhere at three and four in the morning were adjudicated votes where people were told to go home, but there was a skeleton crew in those voting centers going, oh, this ballot was adjudicated, adjudicated, oh, all of these adjudicated ballots must go to Joseph Biden. I mean, if this doesn't stink to high heaven, then I don't know what does. If you people genuinely think that there is nothing nefarious going on right now with these ballots, then you, my good man or woman, are imbeciles. This is – I don't know what else you need to say, hey, wait a minute, at the very least, at the very least, to say, hey, we really need to look into this. If Joe Biden only won by 10,000 ballots and we had 2,000 ballots being called for Joseph Biden, at least 2,000 ballots potentially called for Joseph Biden, uh, then it could in fact mean that – Donald Trump won Arizona by close to 190,000 votes, not Joe Biden winning by a scant 10,000. And the person that's, uh, what's her name, Catherine Hobbs, she's over there in Arizona pretending to be a Republican, and she is doing all that she can to stymie this audit. And uh, thankfully, state Senate Republicans in Arizona have stripped her uh, well, they didn't do that. I mean, it's not Saturday night. They, um, they basically said, you are no longer part of the Appropriations Committee, so you are no longer able to distribute money throughout the state. Good for them. Because what she would do is, she would start distributing money to lawyers to counter the, out, the audit. And she would start to distribute money to various agencies to stop the audit and basically cover up What really happened. And here's an, you know, you've got to also look at other mainstream media sources because now we're seeing a ton of resistance against Donald Trump, who hasn't done anything. Donald Trump has done nothing except start up a website where he posts his thoughts every day or so and nobody can comment on them. He hasn't made any public appearances. He's given, uh, he gave one interview earlier this week. I think he gave another one before that, but that's it. That's all you've heard from the man, other than posting on his website. But for some reason, they're frightened of him. Now you've got the New York State—I uh, forgot—I forgot what attorney is going after him, uh, basically investigating him under criminal charges. I mean, this is just another Russia Gate, another Ukraine Gate. This is guilty until proven innocent. So what they're doing is they're lying about what they think Trump did, and then they are presenting those lies as truths like they did with the Steele document or Steele dossier. And then the governments over in New York who don't like the fact that Donald Trump went after Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein – um, they are saying, well, you know what? I have nothing to counter this lie with, so it must be true, and away we go, and they're allowed to break the law to go after an innocent person. So you're going to start to see more of that. Um, what, so the next question has to be, what happens in Arizona? If they find out that these adjudicated votes were incorrectly cast or counted towards Joseph Biden, what then? You have to decertify the election. You have to decertify those votes. And that requires a lot of people to have ovaries and testes. Because what that will eventually mean is, if they start decertifying the votes, it means that the votes cast for Joseph Biden do not count. It means that Donald Trump actually won the state. Now, the bigger question is, is that you're going to start to see that in New Hampshire and Georgia, not only in Arizona, and probably in Michigan, because all of those states have forensic voting audits going on right now. So once that occurs, it becomes a constitutional crisis because all of this will have to go to the Supreme Court. And we know for a fact that the Supreme Court is compromised. I don't care how you slice it. And all of the Democrats that run around saying there hasn't been any evidence shown that the election was stolen in 2020, yet the reason why there hasn't been any evidence shown is because every single federal court, including the Supreme Court, does not want to touch the issue. What they say is up the case has no standing. It's got no grounds. So what that means is we're going to dismiss the case before any evidence is presented before us. So yes, technically you're right. No evidence has been shown because no court will allow the evidence to be shown on stupid, inane, innocuous technicalities so that these judges don't have to get their hands dirty by sticking up for the American public. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Trump or Biden or whoever. This has to do with upholding the basic foundations of what it is to be a country. The United States prides itself, "Oh, we're a democratic nation. We're for freedom." Of-. No, you're not. You're a banana republic. And it's being proven time and time again all throughout Donald Trump's presidency and now into Kamala Harris's and Barack Obama's presidency. Because the rule of law no longer matters. You've got people breaking the law and since and it's none of it is being enforced. That's what's going on. You just continue to do this. Now, here's something else that's going on. So we got the efficacy thing. I think I brought this up last night. I don't know if I did. I think I did. Yeah, I did. I did bring up the efficacy. This is what happens. I'm tired. So another story involving Trump, which is important, is the whole thing that Democrats – oh, God – they were getting hard ons. They were having wet dreams. Women were vag blasting themselves over the memo that was supposed to be released uh, that they wished Attorney General Barr was going to be essentially lynched for. They wanted to make a connection between Attorney General Barr, and this has to do with Russiagate. Attorney General Barr and Donald Trump. Because Attorney General Barr came out there and said, guess what, there's no connection between Russian collusion and Donald Trump. And the reasoning behind that was kept secret. All Barr did was come out and say there's nothing there. Democrats were demanding that a memo be released that involved Barr because they were hoping That it would show that Barr decided to squash the Russiagate investigation uh, and say, oh, see, Barr is an ally of Trump and a fascist, so he should be uh, impeached and taken out and censured and whatever else. Well, it turns out, after this memo got released, that it wasn't Barr that got Donald Trump off the hook. It was, in fact, Mueller of the Mueller investigation that got Donald Trump off the hook because Mueller himself in this memo said that Trump, there's no connection between Russia and Trump. Absolutely none. And that's it, that's all there is to it. So Barr came out there and just said what Mueller told him. Democrats were hoping that Barr was going to be guilty. Now, the problem with this is that the reason why Mueller said there's no connection is because if he did say there was a connection, All of the ways that they used to determine that there would be a connection would have to be revealed. And if they did that, you would expose the vast conspiracy that was behind this whole Russiagate nonsense. In other words, they would basically expose themselves to the public and they would show that they broke the law time and time again, and they weren't able to do that. What they wanted to do was to continue the facade that something bad was going on. And Barr came in there and said, what's going on? And Mueller said, nothing. So Barr came out there and said that. So once again, no Russiagate, and you're starting to see Trump in the news cycle more and more. Because that means that something is definitely going on with the ballot audits. And something is definitely going to change the outcome of the 2020 election. Here's another story that came out that was really bizarre. And now we're going to go down the COVID uh, angle. So there was this big shooting that occurred in San Jose today mass shooting. I think what ten people died here. Ten people were shot in this in this shooting. I don't I don't uh, I can't find it right now. But I think it's somewhere. I think nine or ten people were were shot here. So retired NYPD detective Pat Brosnan was on Fox News today. Now who cares? It's Fox News. But he said, once COVID starts to lift, these cowardly shooters will come out exactly in tandem with the number of vaccinations. You can be sure they probably got vaccinated. Now, that sounds like a really, really bizarre quote. You can say, okay, well, the jump that he's trying to make here is that as more and more people get vaccinated, they feel safer and safer to reemerge from their basements. And so you're going to have more and more people on the street. These people are stressed out, so they're going to have more and more shootings. Or, now, if you listen to the Last Call podcast uh, and you're part of the Last Call caravan, you kind of go down a different route. When he says you can be sure that these shooters were probably vaccinated, that they will come out exactly in tandem with the number of vaccinations, to me, that says something else is going on. And I suspect that something has to involve the hydrogel in the vaccines that can interact with Wi-Fi and 5G. Could it be? Could it be? that these vaccinations are causing a lot of disruption on the electromagnetic level which ultimately impacts the emotional stability of the individuals that receive the vaccine or the unvaccinated individuals that are around vaccinated individuals that are subsequently being impacted by their shedding or transmission of these spike proteins i suspect it's the latter and here's something else. Think about this for a second. You know, we have to go down the eugenics route, especially factoring in the people that are promoting these inoculations so much. What do you have? You have major major cities like New York and LA and Chicago, all these major cities. You have a huge amount of people that are in the lower income bracket that are on some sort of subsidy either from the state, the federal government, Local governments, like city government, whatever it is. Anybody that had any sort of money left those large cities. Now, if you're in New York, you probably went to Connecticut or the Hamptons, maybe New Jersey, maybe upstate New York. You just left Manhattan in the five boroughs. But who's left? You've got all of the minorities, you've got people that can't afford to move. And if you're really pushing for them to get inoculated with this stuff, and we know that the inoculated are now immunocompromised, and we know that these people shed off these nanoparticles to impact the others around them, to me, that rings of a vast eugenics program that Planned Parenthood can't even compete with. And Bill Gates, more than likely, we'll see, maybe in a year, maybe in two years, Bill Gates just outdid his father that sat on the board of Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood was started up by people that did not want minorities to have kids. And Bill Gates just followed in his father's footsteps, but on a massive global scale, impacting billions and billions of people. Bill Gates is more than likely a war criminal and has committed crimes against humanity. And the only solution to this is to have the Nuremberg trials all over again. And that's the last call with Chris Michaels for tonight. As always, I appreciate a listen, I appreciate a share, and do not hesitate Two, recommend me to your friends and family on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time.